2: in this world and they made me a monster, and if you want to
0: Welcome back to 32 fans in 32 days. I'm Alex Chester with me as always is Wheels Weenicker. Wheels how's it rolling.
2: Uh, it's rolling well. Um, you just told me that you're not going to have uh, your mic for the next 2 days, which isn't a big deal. Except we're recording nine podcasts this weekend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nine. Yeah. So apologies in advance for my audio uh, on all the episodes that are going to be released over the next like ten days. I mean,
2: we may not re- we may not record nine because at a certain point, I think like our wives are just going to like call it off. Not the podcast, like the marriages. If we keep doing this, like the the um, you know seven on Sunday when I have like a family barbecue and a family pool party. And it's like probably your only day home for the last week or something. It's going to yeah. be a mess.
0: Listen, there's, there's no backing down.
2: We, uh, we have a schedule. We promised people through. that we would do at least most of these 32 teams, so we have to do it. Yeah.
0: Uh, what else do we have to talk about? We, uh, on the last podcast, we discussed our fantasy football league, and within 24 hours, we filled up 32 spots, and we have a wait list that, as of last night, had 11 spots on it already.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the league uh, briefly was uh, you draft two teams. 16 people each have two teams, and you get all the fantasy players from those two teams. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to uh, do a fantasy league with our listeners. And yeah, we filled them both up, like I said, right away. But the catch was that the winner of my league, you could pick whether you're going to be in my league or a Chester's league. The winner of my league will play the winner of your league in a 32-fan Super Bowl. Literally, there are 32 fans in the league, assuming we're fans of this podcast, which is strange, but that makes sense. But really, I don't know if you know this, uh, but we are... we're it, Thirty-two fans is not the number of you know of uh, teams, but of course it's we're just fans of thirty-two. The Jews O.J. Simpson. Um, so if we get sixteen more people, then we could have a third league, and then there will be a, like a trifecta champion, like uh, Harry Potter style. Is that what we're going to do?
0: Maybe, yeah. Well, we need five more, and then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it.
2: Okay, but and we would. We'll but, but I'm saying we, if we get forty-eight, then then we'd have a three-way title.
0: Yeah, I think I think we could do that. And I sent an email uh, late last night at like 2 in the morning telling everybody they had until Monday to sign up and pay. And I'm proud to say that the, uh, the Alex League, uh, 16 for 16, very quickly. The Keeve wow. League is uh, Keith League's lagging a little bit.
2: Wow. But, yeah, people are afraid of you.
0: <laughs>
2: that might be it. People yeah, who we, are in your league, they call you the Fuhrer. Like they know that you're yeah. – you're, you know.
0: I, I, I rule with an iron fist. Hey, and some of those are good people. So let's be careful here. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's uh, talk about the NFL team that we're previewing today. Uh, the team that now employs uh, the uh, kicker who for sure is going to hit a 65-yard field goal in the playoffs to win a game. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Akiva, I am always afraid of this team, and I, I rank them number two in the league uh, behind only the hated Patriots. You had them down at number four, so they average out number three on our list, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And here, for at least the third time, and probably more than that, because I think he's come to discuss uh, playoff games as well, your former roommate, a, uh, a Seattle ian via alaska who now lives in ohio josh Grashin, so josh welcome back to the podcast
3: thanks guys good to be
2: here you know i think josh has actually lived in more states than i've been to to throw back
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah josh what percentage of your life did you actually live in seattle
3: from when i was 7 till do you does it count through college no you cuz you weren't you living
2: college okay so yes,
3: 7 to 18 11 years it's still the longest
2: like a 30 year life
3: still the longest stretch of anywhere
2: yeah i think 7 to 18 that's where you're from like i yeah. we didn't we didn't move to the five towns till i was 7 and i didn't really ever live there again once i graduated high school and that's you still don't... where i'm from
3: to everyone else on Earth, if you're from New York, you're from New York. No one cares if it's the Five Towns or somewhere yeah. else. No,
2: uh, right, no, right. Nobody, but I'm not. I'm not from Queens, even though I was born
0: there. Nobody cares or knows the difference. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not one to talk because I only live in Minnesota from zero to fourteen. But of course, and, and forget about me. My kids have never lived in Minnesota, but will only be Minnesota fans. Um, hopefully, I don't know how much control I will have. I mean, like, oh, I could see you house.
2: like you know like things going bad and you moving back to Minnesota at some point, also, <laughs> <laughs> like things back in with your parents. <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, you mean like if I record a podcast this week and my wife yeah,
2: podcast this weekend, you might get sent back to Minnesota. Yeah, that might happen. All right. Well, I don't. So, see, I don't think your kids will uh, know what Minnesota the Minnesota Vikings are at that point.
0: Yeah. All right, Josh. As I said, I, to me, the Seahawks is just they're still the most trustworthy team in the NFC. Um, how, how do you feel coming into the season as a Seahawks fan?
3: I mean, looking at it objectively, I always I think that the Seahawks are probably the most exhausting team for. For like fans of other teams, because other than the Patriots, who no one ever wants to talk about, everyone must be sick of hearing about the Seahawks every year because there's always some off the field thing that's happening with them. Um, as far as on the field, like uh, they they're also it's kind of like been the same for three straight years. Like they could they're going to win somewhere between ten and thirteen games, no, and. I'm not complaining, but I'm saying there'll be a few injuries that determine whether it's closer to 10 or closer to 13. And, you know, they they just, I, I don't know, like nothing, they haven't done any big overhauls in a while. And, and so it always will come down to how their offensive line plays and whether, like, their most important guys can stay healthy.
0: So they got rid of, uh, on the offensive line, uh, Bradley Sowell and Gary Gilliam, right? And yeah. Rod and Luke Jokel, Ode Ethan... Oh, Posik, I don't know how you pronounce his name.
3: Yeah, uh, he, they're pretty high on, on however you pronounce his name. I don't know either. I've, I've read it, but I don't know how to say it. I know that Sowell and, and Gilliam were probably barely backups on most teams. Um, so uh, it was hardly a loss. I mean, if you watched the last year, they were just – They were just a turnstile. They were terrible. Um, I mean, the whole team was terrible on the offensive line. It was a miracle that they won as many games as they did. Um, But, you know, they they claim every year that they're trying to develop this. They're they're much higher on George Fant, who never played left tackle until playing it in the NFL, which seems insane. Um, But they, they say they're much higher on him. He supposedly gained 20 pounds of muscle, which... Most Jews have no appreciation for what that means. Um, So, you know, who knows? Like, so far, they've been mixing and matching in practices.
2: Uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, first of all, you're right. Like, the the Seahawks, you say three years, but it does feel like it's like, you know, a decade almost, where the Seahawks are like, they play exciting games, but they're almost like boring to think about, if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, I like reading about him and stuff, obviously, but I just can't imagine why anyone wants to hear about Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett and... Uh, Josh, are you Team or,
0: Sherman or Team Wilson?
3: I I actually don't think that there's really a divide. I think that was, like, all played up. Um, I, I do think that Wilson's going to be around way longer, obviously, because he's the quarterback. Um, and... You know, I just think that he's, he's here to stay. They're, they're never going to let him go. Um, I think that Wilson, I think these things get played up. And because they're the Seahawks and they have way more coverage than they ever had, all these things get blown out of proportion now.
2: That's I've seen, I've seen uh, quarterback rankings uh, this offseason that have Wilson, like, outside the top 10. Uh, oh. MMQB. Which really like it just constantly taking l's. Everything I see from there is just yeah, trash. That's, the that's idiotic. But 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 uh, I don't have that. Li- I'm trying to find that list, and I, I I don't have it in front of me. I think it was Albert Breer. I don't know who made it. Andy Benoit, I think. But um, had Joe Flacco, who's like barely able to physically walk, <laughs> ahead of ahead of Russell Wilson. Do you think like why do you think Russell gets so little respect? Is it because like he doesn't throw 35 touchdowns a year? Um, You know, because they run a little bit more than most teams. Is it a race thing? Like, why does Russell Wilson, who is clearly, you know, I mean, top 10, forget about like, you know, he's better than that. But like, why is he why is he getting so little respect from the media still?
3: I mean, I think it's because he has this stigma of being a running quarterback, um, which, of course, ties a little bit into race. Um, I think it's unavoidable. I mean, Donovan McNabb was probably a top five to top 10 QB in the league for a decade. And, and barely got the recognition he deserve especially from you know the, the Philly uh, you know Philadelphia fans. I think that Wilson gets a bad rap because, because they think he's a running quarterback only, even though I saw a stat that not this past year but the year before that he was the highest rated QB in the pocket in the league. Um, and he's just rarely in the pocket because his offensive line blows. So he has to be on the run. He also is, to me, and like he's, he, I don't think he's the best quarterback in the league, but I do think he's the best quarterback on the league when he's on the run. I think he makes more things happen, like while he's scrambling, um, than any other quarterback at this point in the league. Because he can also drop in a little touch pass that goes for thirty yards, um, where most where where everyone else is is running for four yards, and he'll either run for ten or throw for thirty. And I just don't think there are too many guys who can do that. If yeah, any.
0: I mean. The um the, the Blair Walsh game, of course, the Seahawks only had one play on offense that entire game that gained more than like six or seven yards. But that was that one play you're talking about where he ran in the backfield for like, you know, forever yeah. and did a little touch pass that got, you know, thirty, forty yards, whatever it was, down into the red zone. Yeah,
3: and I don't know if
2: you're that willingly that. bring up the Blair Walsh game, Chester also.
3: Well, I'm just, well, I don't think there's anyone else who can do that. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers can't move like Wilson. Um yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a way yeah. better quarterback, but Still. we
0: haven't done our quarterback rankings for this year yet. I'm looking, yeah, we'll usually year.
3: do them right before the season.
0: Yeah, last year I had in the preseason, I had Aaron Rodgers one, Tom Brady two, Russell Wilson three. Then we did midseason rankings where it changed a little bit. Um, I would say my top three from last season's preseason is the exact same this season. I would have Rodgers one, Brady two, Russell Wilson three.
2: Well, let me read you those ranks because I found them, and again, the Seahawks aren't the most uh. You know, they're, like, they're, it's not that they're what, not interested. Oh, these, but, are the
0: MM, these are the MMQB,
2: right? I, I thought they were Benoit. The list I'm looking at says according to MMQB, so I don't know if they're specifically his or they took a poll of their whole moron. Okay. Path. Okay, so they have Tom Brady at one. No problem. Right, fine. Aaron Rodgers at two. No problem. Fine. Ben Roethlisberger at three. Okay, that's ridiculous. I mean, I like Roethlisberger more than
3: most. But I think Roethlisberger that's still... from 2007. Sure. Oh, okay.
0: And, and uh, I would just like to hold on. I would just like to point out that last season in our mid-season rankings, Ben Roethlisberger was number two on your list, Akiva, behind only Tom Brady.
2: I do like Ben Roethlisberger, but I also think like guy yeah. never plays more than thirteen games, and like he's he between, walks around he walks around in the preseason with like bandages. You know, like he's a between six man. and
0: twelve. He's not. He's not three. That's ridiculous.
2: Um, Matt Ryan four, based on one season, but fine. But uh, yeah, uh, Matt Ryan ceiling certainly no worse than four. Uh, Andrew Luck at five. <laughs> uh, based on what's his preposterous. Right. Potential. Yeah. But he's is like 30. Um, Drew Brees at six. That's probably a little low on Brees. He's getting But, old. you know, if we're going for, yeah, if we're going for, like, his ceiling is a little lower. Philip Rivers at seven. <laughs>
0: So this is basically a list of 2011.
2: Right. Uh, But Chester, like, you're going to have to – let's nail Chester down to the floor now before I say this one. He has Eli at eight. (laughs) Chester doesn't think Eli's like, a top 25 quarterback. I
3: think Eli sucks, and I think he's been overrated because he lucked into two Super Bowls. And without David Tyree's catch, he's like – you know, and Manningham, who – granted, that was a much better pass from Manning, but, like – E.R. Manning sucks. I lived in New York for 10 years and watched way too many Giants games. He sucks.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. He, him, he the preseason last year. He went down to 21 at the midseason. I think he's probably somewhere between 15 and 20.
3: Okay. Uh,
2: number nine, Matt Stafford. Okay.
0: Matt Stafford's better than Russell Wilson. Matt
3: Stafford's better than, yeah, that's just.
2: Okay. Uh, number yeah. 10, David Carr. Derek, 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 Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I've been doing that all preseason. It will continue. Yeah. Number eleven, Joe Flacco, who again is essentially a corpse. At this. by the way, I
0: just want to point out: no Cam Newton, no Dak Prescott, no Russell Wilson. No, Ooh. race has nothing to yes. do with
2: this. Yes. Well, that's um, insane. Yeah. And no. Do they
0: have a black? They don't have a black quarterback in the top ten. Basically,
2: they no in the top eleven. They don't have a black quarterback. No, Jameis
0: Winston. No, Tyrod no. Taylor. I mean, and
2: again, this is why some. This is how I got. I found the list. Someone retweeted this into my timeline. Uh, and I wrote uh, I, free idea for a sports website, the MMQB, but written by people who follow football and aren't racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, all right. So, tw- so twelve is Russell Wilson after Joe, worse than Joe Flacco, who again probably isn't better than Colin Kaepernick at this point, who's not on a team. Um, the uh, number thirteen, Carson Palmer. I'm
0: surprised they don't have
2: him higher than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Double- <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, f- Fourteen, Cam did Newton. Did you say thirteen was Carson Palmer in 2017?
0: Yeah. By the yeah. way, do you remember last year when we had our podcast with all the guests from the NFC West, crash and, and the, uh, the Cardinals guest yeah. permanently banned for being really obnoxious? Yeah. Yeah, he was insistent that Carson Palmer was better than Russell Wilson.
3: Right, which is like, not not maybe his like... What was and he it, was like, coming like, off it, the, his, his
2: best year in a decade. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, he's closer to 40 than he is the 35, I think, Carson Palmer. Um, Newton at 14, Jameis at 15. By the way, uh, I, I believe we're talking to a Bucks guy soon, but what have you, have you been watching Hard Knocks, Josh?
3: Yes, I have actually.
2: What do you think about uh Jameis Winston? Have you have you l- I think like he's him got, more or less?
3: He's got a lot of like uh, LeBron in him. He's like pandering to the cameras for sure.
2: For sure,
0: but the show just presents him as a superstar quarterback. Yeah, we have no evidence of that. Well, that's all. The worst, like uh, completion percentage in the league or accuracy rate or something like that in the don't, last two years. Don't
3: they also? I they the Seahawks actually lost to the Bucks last year. It was one of those really weird games where Wilson couldn't move. But Winston, like other than Mike Evans, passes to Mike Evans is the only thing that he could do. And after the Seahawks stopped that, I mean, he threw a pick in the end zone. He. Like the, it the end was of the year, he stopped awful. doing it. But you're right;
2: he was throwing yeah. like 15, 16 passes a game to Evans for most of the year. Yeah. But at Winston is, is, I think I said this last year, but he's like Favre. He's like the new Favre. Well,
0: no, his ceiling is Brett Favre's floor.
2: Right, right, but he but he plays very farvish. He makes like two passes a game. Yeah, except that Favre was like, the three years in a probably going to be intercepted, but I'm still going to throw it. He also... Yeah, so again, so that's far off at the end of his career, not when he was back-to-back-to-back. But, but the show makes him seem incredibly likable. He goes around and talks to yeah. So here's
0: my here's, – oh, okay, but this is my question for you. Yeah, yeah. The show glosses over his past. It glosses over Miko Grimes' uh, past. Let's forget about that for a second. Yeah. We'll talk about this on the Bucks episode. My question is, what is the Hard Knocks audience? What percentage of it is people who are, like, hardcore football fans like us? And what
2: percentage yeah, it's a good just, question. It's a good question. I don't know. I know yeah, I used to work is, with the writer, but I don't think he's still the writer of, of Hard Knocks.
3: I think Hard Knocks is a great background show when you're doing something else, but you can't just sit and watch it for an hour.
2: It's, it's like, I turn it out a lot. I will say I was going to say this on the Buck Show, but I could say now. Uh, I don't know if you watch Last Chance You, Josh.
3: No, I know
2: you've talked it's about really it. Really good, the past. It's really good. But to me, the rankings are number one: Last Chance You. Number two: um, All or Nothing on Amazon, which is really good. Because uh, it, because like at the end of the day, Hard Knocks, it's fun to watch someone get cut, but there's no games that matter. You don't care if they win the preseason right. game or not. But on all or nothing, they they, they take you to the regular – you know, you're there for the regular season. You're in, like, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator booths and seeing what they're doing. Like, it's – you know, you get a lot of access, especially, like, when the Cardinals were in it and you're at, like, really good playoff games like the uh, Aaron Rodgers Hail, Hail Mary game. So then I, I'd say that second in Hard Knocks – I still like Hard Knocks and I watch it, but to me it's a clear third. Those shows have surpassed it.
3: Yeah.
0: I, I guess my question is, for example – Gerald McCoy, who – he's not J.J. Watt, but he's – but much like Houston, he's far and away the best player on this team
2: as a football player.
0: Well, Mike Evans is also very good. Mike Evans is up there. What percentage of people watching the show are familiar with Gerald McCoy before they start watching the show?
2: I don't know. It's probably half. Okay. I bet they portray McCoy to be a really good player. Um, Just to finish that that, – the quarterback ring. So they have James 15, Carson Wentz 16, ahead of Dak at 17.
3: (laughs) Carson Wentz 16?
2: So Dak Uh, had
3: the
0: best season by a rookie quarterback in 70 years, and he's behind the guy on the Eagles who had a good rookie quarterback, but you know overall was sort of like an average quarterback in the league at best.
2: Yeah, Dak 17. What's
0: what's in between Dak and Wentz? I can't. Let me look at their pictures. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. Got it.
2: Sam Bradford at 18.
0: Okay, that's fine.
2: Uh, Kirk Cousins at 19.
0: That's too low. Also,
2: Mariota 20.
0: Oh, there's another black quarterback.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: literally, uh, literally, Dak, um, Mariota, Jameis, Newton, and Wilson—the five like star black quarterbacks—all uh, got like su- substantially underranked. Cam, uh, I mean, Tyra
0: Taylor has done nothing but put up good numbers two years ago. Cam Newton, hey, yeah, Tyra Taylor's MVP
2: not on this two list. Two years ago, though.
3: he was Tyrod Taylor.
2: Two seasons ago.
3: Wait, what
2: got the, the list? Isn't by the way, at season? number twenty-one, Andy Dalton was was going to be the MVP till he got hurt two years ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. A little low on Dalton, Tannehill twenty two. This is pre injury, and Alex Smith twenty three. I don't even know if he's going to. This sounds America.
0: like a list that would be made by my father in law or somebody who's like a very right. casual football fan that sure. hasn't yes. been watched in the last five years.
2: Totally, hundred percent. So I, I, this list makes me so mad. I almost want to get this guy on the podcast. The guys um, who made
0: it are professionals who are paid to talk about football.
2: Yeah, and look at look at us here toiling in relative obscurity. <laughs> okay, um, Josh, Josh, are you ready for America's favorite game, the roster game? Let's do it. Okay, pick a number between zero and a hundred. Um, uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right. Tell me what everything you know about Atiba Rubin. It sounds like a guy who went to oh, high school.
3: Oh, I actually—he's been on the team for a little while. He is a defensive lineman. The Seahawks don't. The Seahawks like just. Other than Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill, they really just rotate people through, and I guess Frank Clark now. They just rotate people through, so he's like one of those rotational guys. But he's actually a pretty solid player. I think we picked him up from the Browns, possibly three or four seasons ago, um, and uh, you know I think he's a solid contributor.
2: Teba, I like that name. Um, Chester, do you have any do you have any like defense questions about the Seahawks or anything else?
0: Well, I'm wondering about Fat Eddie Lacy, how he's going to do.
3: Oh, I think... They when, all these
0: guys like ProSize who've been waiting forever to get a chance, and then they bring in Eddie Lacy as a free agent.
3: I, well, I think ProSize is a completely different um, yeah. type of guy. Like, they really want to use him as a slot receiver who happens to line up behind uh, behind Wilson. Um, I, I, I think that they just can't rely on any one guy now that Lynch is gone. Um, and they need... You know, they want someone who, who can, like give them a little bit they can give him like 60 percent of what lynch was in lacy if he stays healthy and rawls when he's healthy which is like never uh is is actually pretty awesome um i think he you know he got hurt against the ravens i thought it was against the vikings um a couple years ago but he, he you know when he's healthy he's actually been really really good but i think they want some you know to have some depth there because they just last year especially last year you just saw it they couldn't ever get any momentum with the running game and the games where they did, they just blew teams out of the water. It just didn't, it only happened like two or three times.
0: All right. So my prediction for Seattle this year is, uh, the Vikings make a wild card. They face Seattle in the first round in the three, six matchup. And, uh, the Vikings will be winning, uh, late in the game, you know, 20 to 19 Seattle, will get the ball to midfield and Blair Walsh will come out and kick a 65 yard field goal. As I said, too. <laughs> um,
1: that's that's how it works for vikings
0: yeah you know
3: well kind of i have to admit i'm kind of like trump i don't think i prepared all that much i was going to go off the cuff um as far as their record i mean i have looked at their schedule a couple times It, it seems easier than it has um the last couple years because you know they're getting some first of all their division sucks this year uh i don't see any of those teams being good um which isn't a huge surprise and you know they're going to lose their customary game to the rams to, to make them feel better about themselves uh i don't think the falcons like you know which one of, one of their big matchups they really don't face that many tough teams um they open the season at green bay which is almost a for sure loss um I, you know i could easily see him going 12 and 4 but again their their range from ten to thirteen games is is pretty you can set your clock you know, you set your watch to it a little bit.
0: Yeah, and, the, and he did throw what, five interceptions in Green Bay last year and that
3: just Yeah. Was- I they I, I don't you know, they've Two of their worst losses of the of the Russell Wilson area era have been in Green Bay, so it might be better that it's you know opening the year and everyone's a little rusty. So you never know. The Seahawks the last like three years have been really slow starters, so I don't anticipate it going all that well in Week One. They you know they play at the Titans, which could be a tough game, but it kind of depends if Mariota is back. They get the Colts early, and Luck might still be hurt. Um, other than that they're like toughest games they have at Cowboys in week 16 their their schedules pretty soft for for a division winner i think
0: so i think yeah i agree with you i have them at 11 and 5 what about you
3: well you have there aren't like a lot of really
2: terrible teams in your you know in the league but you have two of them in your division which right. obviously
3: helps yeah i mean it it'll be three wins because they do always lose at least one to the rams oh always and you,
0: yeah and you, and you like to tie the cardinals so.
3: yeah exactly God, that game. Um, well, I was curious, Chester. You said the Seahawks at three. Who do you think is the one and two seed? No, well, I have
2: the no, Seahawks. Met. He had the Viking. Oh, you, you had Seahawks oh, at oh, three, Vikings oh, at six. Oh, yeah. or, or, yet,
3: or no spoilers? You mean? Yeah, oh, yeah
2: spoilers. I don't even know who he um, has yet.
0: Well, I have the Packers. Excuse me, I have the Seahawks number two in my power ranking. So that was just uh, maybe that'll happen in the second round. Maybe the
2: Packers. Uh-huh. Oh, the he was run. fan fictioning that. Okay, uh-huh, exactly. Erotic <laughs> fan
3: fiction for There's Chester. No, yeah, Blair There's no Waltz.
0: question. Larry Walsh will hit a
3: miraculous field goal in the playoffs. Right? You know, until like a week ago, I wasn't convinced that he would be around. Um, but apparently, he's kicking well, whatever that means in practice. I guess it can get you fired, like Aguayo. But um, yeah. if you're not kicking well, but uh, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens when the game starts. I know their kicker last year missed probably five extra points, um, and that game against the Cardinals. Uh, so you know that whether you missed a chip shot, so. Yeah. You know, but but I think was...
0: both kickers missed a bunch of
3: that. Game. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he got cut also. The Cardinals kicker, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Tough times for kickers.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, Keith, what else do you have for Grashen?
3: Uh,
2: did, we go, did we go over-under with him yet?
0: Um, oh, what's the over-under for Seattle? I forgot to check that.
2: Yeah. All right, by the by, the 24th of these 32, you'll you'll get this under control. <laughs> he knew what a team right. Ruben
0: yeah, let's see. Seattle's over, under. Ugh, no. This is for their preseason game against the Vikings tonight. That's not. Is what there
2: I any know. chance, while Chester looks for it, is there any chance like Doug Baldwin, you know, even even comes close to what he did last year?
3: It was last two time. two years ago that you're talking about. Uh, he's he's actually really, really good. I don't know. The thing is, he's not going to catch, however, I mean, I he maybe caught 13 touchdowns or something two years ago. He's not going to do that just because, you know, they have... They have a lot of weapons, and they don't pass as much um, as other teams. But he's actually really, really good. He runs. He's one of the best route runners in the league. But he's primarily a slot guy. Like I, I don't see him catching 12 touchdowns. But it, he's not the best fantasy wide receiver. But he is a winning wide receiver. He's he's really good.
0: All right. so Seattle's over under is 10 and a half, tied with Pittsburgh and Green Bay for second highest. Um, I think that's right about where it should be. What do you
3: think? Yeah, I, I would have guessed 10 and a half. Um, I will say, you know, over, um, I think, I I do think it's probably like 11 or 12. Um, again, last year, Earl Thomas got hurt and derailed their entire season. Uh,
0: And you're right with their schedule. There's more avenues to 12 or 13 than there are. Yeah.
3: This last year, I wasn't as optimistic if I recall, but like this year, their schedule, I mean, they, they play well against the giants and that's one of their tough road games they have very few um, – I think they only have one early East Coast game the whole year. Um, so it's, like, really not – it's it's not too rough of a schedule.
2: We've done so many of these. Josh, I feel like this, we've been doing this for, like, seven years. Yeah. Because Josh, Josh was the initial guest on the 11 version. We did a written 32 fans, I think, in 2013. Um, and so Josh is really, like, the, the, like the number one stalwart of uh, – of this podcast sadly uh, Chester I don't know if you know this but I ended uh just yesterday uh, our 11 year running uh, fantasy football league
3: very sad with uh,
2: and the only constants for those 11 years were myself and Josh I feel like as a result
3: uh, we played each other in week 1 every single season Yes the
2: schedule just I didn't I didn't um like I didn't play with the schedule so yeah I think 11 years in a row we have played each other week 1 um but Ch- uh, Chester are you here still Yeah um the, I just felt like uh, nobody knew each other in the league anymore, and when you're in a league where it's like, there's no trash talk because people don't know each other, there aren't as many trades, because really, to work at a trade, you don't, like, send someone yeah. like, the, the formal trade email. You really have yeah. to, like, narrow it yeah. down yeah. by, like, texting with them or something. channel so, deals. Backchannel. You know, it doesn't start with, like, the actual proposal. That's just the, like, the formal...
0: I was listening – there was an interview with the Twins GM, and he, he explained it was really interesting. The way that NFL – or excuse me, Major League Baseball GMs make trades officially in the league, mm-hmm. it's 95% on text nowadays. Yeah. And he basically said between the GM and two other guys in the Twins front office, there's there's three guys, and they divide the other 30 teams. Each one of them is responsible for 10 teams, basically having a close relationship with their front office. Yeah. And he basically he basically texts with 10 guys every day, and then he says there's been a lot of trades that – the, or there's been a few trades where literally they never spoke on the phone. It was exclusively text until they sent the formal submission to the league. Like,
2: I think when you...
3: Which
0: is, which is pretty cool when they're deciding, like, people's lives. Yeah.
2: Well, I always wondered, like, I, well, let's say we really want to trade this player today. How do you, like, blast the league and let everyone know that, well, like... The, you know, well, but
0: it's not just one day. That's the thing. You have a relationship. Right. So you're with saying you have
2: three people. It's easy. They could just text ten yeah. teams, like, hey, you guys interested in, you know.
3: Yeah. But you also, you always see that... You know, in baseball and in football, there's always trades made between the same teams, same teams. like within teams. like five teams. I mean, obviously, it extends past that, but you see it all the time. So clearly, people are better friends with other GMs, and they're able to make uh, like more you know you know more intricate deals.
0: All right, so I think that's uh, that's enough on uh, Seattle for today. Is that right, Kiva?
2: Yeah, by the way, I would want to see more of that on Hard Knocks, like the actual like back chair right. the But they
3: yeah, they'll never show they're that. i not going to show you that. I
2: mean, the the all or nothing was really in the draft room. So mm-hmm. that was somewhat useful.
3: Right. And you're not getting like a whitewashed version like when Peter King sits with them and he just I, reports what he has to. Yeah.
2: Josh, do you recommend Columbus, Ohio to the listeners if they want to move there?
3: Yeah, I think it's it's a solid city. Nothing takes more than 15 or 20 minutes. You know, it's it's affordable, it's it's nice, you got big yeah. business, you got uh you kinda you got everything you need here. Um it's it's also the only place where you can walk into a store and you'll you might have like you might have like a hipster and right next to him some like white trash hick and like you don't get that in too many places. Um so so that's there's there's an appeal to that. It keeps people a little more you know, non-New Yorker. So there's a diversity of white people you're saying. It's div- yeah. Well, there's, those there's a diversity of, of black people too, but like, do we really want, you know, we're not going to, this isn't a Trump podcast. We don't need to bring, bring that up either.
2: Um, uh, okay. So Josh recommends uh, Columbus, Ohio. Do, if you're right? looking for a new city out there, it's a Street. good city, but getting fast. Cause it's going to get popular. Gratian just moved
3: there. Yeah, exactly. It's always right, so- those, uh top yeah. places for young people to move but i think that's uh-huh. based on
2: but there are jobs uh, there's like real companies out there and
3: stuff yeah there's like big companies here i think chase might have its biggest branch e- out here there's a lot of retail companies um like abercrombie's here express is here right, we don't
0: need an advertiser for yeah. one but
3: not, well, yeah, this is i didn't I believe, bring it up it's been paid for
2: by the yeah paid for, exactly <laughs> We got sponsors now. We're big time. We got a hundred people in a Facebook group. All right, Josh, thanks so much for coming on. As always, we'll probably speak to you playoff time. Yep, uh, so good. And uh, sorry that that fan. Do you have other fantasy leagues? I didn't leave you high and dry, right? I'm sure you have other. Yeah, fantasy.
3: I have another one. We should be good. Once you're
2: in our, you're in our uh, your thirty our thirty fans league. Which again, if you want to join, let us know over the weekend because I think that'll be closed out by Monday. Even the backup league. All right, Chester, I'll speak to you again soon. Josh, thanks for coming on. All
3: right, bye guys. Thanks guys. See ya.
0: All right, talk to you later. Bye bye.